Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are live with SC2 Up and Coming, episode 107. And tonight, we've got some guests with us. Only, we've only got one of our guests with us right now. Our second one is, is joining us soon enough. But we've got Ravi Fear Dragon with us. And as always, we've got Master Dog and Current TV. And apparently, Dog's got a guest with him as well yes. tonight. <laughs> yes. I, I do not know a name for my circling yet. Uh, All I know is that he likes call sitting him on the like I'm Tom thinking backwards. Carl. <laughs> I'm thinking Carl right now. Carl? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I sadly don't have a Zergling. I have an Overlord somewhere um, that my girlfriend <laughs> oh. got me for my birthday one year. So nice. It's pretty sweet. But that it's I, adorable. Um, now you have supply that actually isn't being filled at all. Right, exactly. Yeah, you're trying to avoid in your life. <laughs> um, so this is SC2 Up and Coming. We will be having Intense on as well, of course, IVD player, um, and doing very well in tournaments right now, As uh, in case you guys were paying attention to... Um, the 32 boys one cup i always feel so weird saying that name i do <laughs> every time but he did very well in that we'll talk to him about that a little bit later in the show um but of course if this is your first time tuning in thanks for tuning in tonight guys i'm of course some nan man and as our regular host master dulk and current tv we bring you guys sc2 up and coming every monday is 9 p.m eastern it focused on the up and coming scene um at, with wcs kind of being more or less over we do have some other stuff that we talk about there, other tournament and stuff like that, some team and player changes, general news. Um, and actually, we do have some sort of general news because now we've got somebody else to talk about the season four ladder pool with. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, gosh. Did you vote? Did you vote? I did vote. I'm more oh godding about the look on uh, Salil's face without <laughs> me talking about anything on this show. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh god, do what? What time do I have to get up tomorrow? Right. Oh no, Ruby's on the show. Can, do I have enough time? <laughs> I can hear that nervous laugh a little. <laughs> well, we've gotten oh. like almost all of our our maps figured out, with the exception of one that they decided to wait until <clears throat> tomorrow. Now, I don't know why they decided to wait this long, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the, but what did you think about the ones that got released? In case you guys missed it, for whatever reason, just give a quick rundown um, of our maps. We've got Cloud Kingdom, uh, Menelopolis, Daybreak, Ohana, Shakuris, and Akalon was our most recent one. So those are six out of our seven that have been announced so far. But, Ravi, what did you think about the uh, the maps? That got voted in so far. I mean, there weren't the maps that I was voting for, oh, but I guess it's good. okay. I mean, I was voting for, like, Whirlwind, Zelnaga, Cavern, <laughs> Steps of War. Um, I, like, you tried to put... Place. I, like, tried really hard to, like, modify the HTML and, like, everything on the actual site so I could submit a request for Jungle Basin. Um, <laughs> That's what we were missing. Yeah. We were missing. I would have killed for Jungle Basin, yeah. man. I think everyone would have been more, more happy about Jungle Basin than Steps. Dude, freaking, like, you want a map that forces you to play two-base? You got it, okay? <laughs> you, want, you want Zerg players to start experimenting with two-base all-ins? Just throw Jungle Basin into the map pool. It's all problem-solved. Problem-solved. Easy. Um, maybe we'll have to wait till next year. Maybe that's all, all we need there. So, what is the likelihood that we're going to see Steps as our last map? Okay, so I was under the impression that 
they were being released in the order of how many votes they got. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like so. I don't. I don't think like that negates the idea of like this is a big dramatic reveal. So the last map will have to be Steps of War because they've just been waiting and holding it in. Like it must have actually just been not voted that much. Yeah. I mean, this is the what? What was the percentage that they had for the last one? Six point four nine was the percentage. Um, and the first place, number one most voted map, of course, Cloud Kingdom was eight point three four. Just to, for for all you guys out there. I w really am hoping... I'm actually really happy with all the maps that got voted in, and the one that I really, really, really want to be in is the last one, is Taldarim. That would be cool. Yeah, I I miss that map. Because that map only had one... Like To me, that map only had one big problem um, before it had like the low ground that you could drop marines onto that like Boxer heavily abused at MLG Anaheim <laughs> that one time. Besides that... Um, it was just PvP four gates, right? And that's like photon overcharged now. Yeah, we're we're cool. No we're problem. good. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Uh, it'll be announced tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be tweeting about it when it actually is. Like, oh, here we go, a map that I didn't want, or yay, a map that I wanted. I don't know. I'm just happy with the rest of the maps. I like that they decided to do this. I hope that every season four, this is a continual thing where we can just have like fun random maps just added in there. You know, fruit, Fruitland. Anybody? Maybe next year. I don't know. Maybe only <laughs> is a Latin map. I don't think we'll ever see that Probably on Latin. Just because yeah. of the lemons. The lemons. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so sliding along to a little bit other general news, we did mention it uh, previously, but in case you guys missed it, uh, ESL does have their sort of BlizzCon Fantasy League. Um, also, Liquipedia is, is having a, a bracket contest for theirs, so it's basically everyone's just sort of kind of the end of the year. We're going to be throwing up some little bracket stuff. All of them do have prizes. Uh, Team Liquid is putting up some, basically, a gift card, essentially, for the Team Liquid store, is, is a good way to put it. If you get first place, you get 50 bucks towards their store. Um, but you can go through and, and, and make the, the brackets and everything like that. Some, uh, BlizzCon is actually coming up relatively soon, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just kind of right right around the corner now. Um, yeah. Which I'm happy with. I'm very excited. Uh, of course, November 1st uh, is going to be the, the finals here. So, actually, that's closer than I thought. For whatever reason, I thought it was a week Past this. No, no. Uh, the they are playing the round of sixteen matches ahead like of time. This con in like in this uh, like one week from now. And but then, then they're actually BlizzCon actually is not. Time. Yeah, BlizzCon okay. is not until seventh and eighth. See there, I was I wasn't going crazy. This is yeah. actually happening. All right, good to know. Um, cool. So that's really just sort of the general news that we wanted to to highlight and bring to you guys. Um, but there was a little bit of team and player changes. Um, and because there was actually drama in the scene, I'm going to default to Master Dalk on this. Dalk, what's been going on? What's been happening? Drama. Wow. <laughs> wow. So there has been um, quite a lot that went on, specifically with the DreamHack Enterprise. Former CEO Robert Olin is no longer the CEO, which is, and it's because of apparently not a like internal fight for power, but just a lack of confidence in Robert Olin as a CEO. Mm -hmm. 
So that means Robert Olin now. He is no longer part of DreamHack at all. And the new CEO is Marcus Lindmark. Yeah, Marcus Lindmark. He was their event manager since 07. And there was a essentially an FAQ in the press release about the change of organization. Yes. And three out of four, five of those questions was, was this a coup d'etat? <laughs> And, right. <laughs> um, like, why did you get rid of Robert? What was the yeah. real reason? Yeah. Um, but along with that, and saying that it wasn't because we just didn't like him or whatever, it was. There also seeming to be more of a in-house production type of uh, crew. They're trying to become a Swedish ESL. Is essentially what's happening. Because they now have a literal TV studio at like in their hands, so they want to use it, and they want to use it a lot, or else they lose money on it. So, like they have all of the overlay systems and stuff, but to you know continue to make their stuff better, they need producers, they need management, like more focus management on it. So they hired a bunch of people, they kind of added a new branch of just like production in in-house production. And they'll, it seems to kind of be um, almost MLG-esque, where they're mm-hmm. like, they might be moving away from doing those live events. And I hope they don't, because MLG is just MLG and just, no, yeah. live events are important, DreamHack, don't remove them. <laughs> that is true. So that was a, a kind of good recap uh Kerr and Ravi did you guys have any thoughts on the uh Dreamhack drama stuff did you guys follow it a little bit I mean my thoughts are really just it's sad to see Robert go mm-hmm. and it was sad to see how kind of I want to say like distraught he was about being let go and how he took it really rough because, um, yeah, I think a lot of people have been saying it. it's hard to think of DreamHack without thinking of Robert. Boss, Boss DH. Yeah. Boss DreamHack, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, he's, he's always there at the final ceremonies, and he won't next time. He won't be next time, so it's going to be a little weird. It feels weird, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really not going to be the sh- uh, the same when Intense actually goes on to win the next DreamHack and Robert Rowland's not there to teach him how to open a champagne bottle. Intense, he's <laughs> he's like about as young as Master Dalk. He's like seven years old. He's never opened a champagne bottle before. How you doing, man? Yes, while all the talking's been going on, Intense has joined us. Uh-oh, unless he's muted, though. Oh, the uh, muted. Uh, no, we still can't uh, hear you. <laughs> Technical difficulties. This is what this is how we. This is how he gets the nickname Silent Assassin. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna join us for the entire show. Sign language it in. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> we hear something. Oh, yeah, but we not. Voice. Don't hear you. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, anyways, I'll talk really quickly about Robert Olin while that gets resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, so Robert Olin, like, going off is a big hurt, I think, for DreamHack. I, I don't know what was going on, whether, like, there was backroom politics. It sounds like there was backroom politics, and they 
it's all like speculative, but it sounds like they were back from politics and they somehow tried to like cover it up or like Robert Olin just kind of got voted out like with discussions because it's the way that his like tweets made it sound like he was kind of caught off guard by it, which I think is like the really interesting thing about this. Um, like he, it seems like he was unaware that this is going to happen, whereas the people in the press release seem to indicate that it's something that's been planned for a while and it's been in the works. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a damn shame. Robert Olin was like, I think as uh, Sean said, like the embodiment of DreamHacks, like what they were, they were kind of just, they they didn't take themselves too seriously. And that's what people love them for. Like, are we going to, are we going to see the exact same embodiment? Like, I'm sure that we'll still see like random YouTube videos get played all the time between breaks and everything. But I don't know. It does concern me a little bit. And one thing that I was actually talked about on a competitor show, I think it was uh, the late game, was Robert Olin was like a really big StarCraft fan. Like specifically, he really believed in StarCraft. And same kind of way that like MLG, like Sundance and everyone like really believed in Halo. Yeah. It got kept around for a lot longer than maybe a lot of people would have expected to. Uh, because that was kind of like their roots, and like that was something that like people there really believed in. So I don't think that StarCraft is in that sort of like situation, but it is interesting to think about. Like, well, is the next CEO going to reevaluate like StarCraft? Like, is it worth doing that? Or what about like C like uh not CS:GO but uh, like Quake and stuff? Like, there's all kinds of other things that maybe a bit uncertain for, like, upcoming DreamHacks for 2015. Well, if they were being truthful in their Q&A, then the CEO has apparently never really decided those things, and it's... I forget who they said it was Mm -hmm. more up to in there. So they they were trying to reassure everyone that something like that wasn't going to happen, but yeah, I think it is something that whether they reassure us or not, it's something to keep our eyes on. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they were saying the project leaders are the ones and mm-hmm. management teams and yeah. everybody else is, works together kind of thing. It's not just one person that's involved with picking the games and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks uh, that this is going to be the case, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see what 2015 brings. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about it, Andrew? Can you guys hear me? Oh, yes! My God. yes. Yeah. We can hear you. <laughs> Success! <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with Ravi, I, but I, I think it might be in the same position as Halo, kind of, because like StarCraft's declining in popularity in some ways, and there might be better games to replace it with, like you were saying, like Quake, etc. But um, Quake is not a better game to replace it with. <laughs> Quake, it, Quake, I know, I know, obviously, new, uh, maybe, I, know. Maybe I know, I know, first stone or something, who knows? But um, yeah, like that's a good point. I hope it stays, though. Well, I think WCS will help a lot next year, though. Yeah. Changes. yeah. WCS yeah. 2014 is... or Sorry, 2015 oh. is going to be oh. very exciting. That makes me wonder. What Dalk was saying was about how they were like more focused on becoming like a studio thing. Mm-hmm. Could ESL have their WCS stuff snatched from them? Do you think? Who like, knows? What that, if... That I can't say. <laughs> 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 Alright, Mr. ESL Who knows what's gonna happen? 
we're gonna it's, talk later on. It, it's, not even, it's not even that like I worked at the one IAM. It's that like I've just like had lots of rumblings just like coming through Skype in the past couple days. I'm just like, what the hell? Mm. We're gonna play a ton of rounds of Smash after this podcast, and we're gonna just <laughs> casually end up eventually discussing this. Sure. Sure. Cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Alright, so moving along, we have actually one more sort of team and player change that we wanted to uh, discuss. And that was Spanishiwa. I don't know if any of you guys out there were following StarCraft back in like 2011 time period, 2012 time period, Spanishwa might actually ring a bell. But if not, if you are just from Heart of the Swarm, you probably are like, who the hell is this guy, and why do I care? But, no, he joined up with Microgramers. Ravi, do you remember much about Spanishwa back in his early days? Oh, hell yeah, man! <laughs> Spanishwa, like, like, turned everything around in the sense of, like, every Zerg was like, what the hell are you gonna do with slow Zerglings? Why wouldn't you just immediately go, like... I think it was, like, the standard, maybe Intensive would, like, know uh, better on this, but, like, hatch gas pool was, like, the standard, right? Like, it was, like, 50, you always got gas immediately, like, as soon as you could, because slow Zerglings were, like, absolutely, and then Spanishu was, like, no, I actually had the style where I, like, don't get Zerg speedlings for, like, a really long time, and then I eventually just go double gas, and, like, that's still something that we do today now. And I remember, like, way back in the day, like, that was happening, and even Day 9, like, had... Like, of all things, like, I don't, I think I've only seen, like, Day9 ever bring on, like, three people onto a daily. Mm. And he did a daily with Spanishiwa there answering questions and talking about his new style and everything. He was, like, really, really big back in the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Ice Fisher build. Yes. You know, <laughs> being all about, like, mass queening it up, too, and that started to become big. He was one yeah. of the big promoters of doing that uh, as a Zerg style, very heavily queen focus and stuff so it's yeah. cool to see him getting back into to playing um you know he's he joined up with micro gamers there so um that they, they i mean they haven't really done too much micro gamers uh except for pick up kind of like a lot koreans. of koreans yeah <laughs> so it's interesting to see that spanishi is one of the players that they're picking up but i guess with you know near the end of 2014 we're getting ready to kind of swing our way over into 2015 and uh if you guys maybe were following poke bunny uh as his sort of rise up to gm spanishio was, was doing a very similar thing they were both sort of kind of racing up to to gm um recently um intense have you played poke bunny or spanishio recently um I played Pokemonius Protoss. Oh, and I played Smishu as Zerg. Yeah, I have played him recently, just not as Darren. I won both games, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they're improving really fast, uh, especially, well, I mean, I don't know that much about Smishuwa, but uh, Pokemon seems to be doing well. I'm going to give context, because what you said just made it sound like they're terrible, but you're actually really good, and you, like, won a tournament that I just held and just recently beat Showtime, or now, like, in the round of eight, Alongside, I think only like Huck and Kane is the only North Americans in the Thirty Two Boys One Cup tournament. So no, I just want to put content, huh? Oh, it's just me and Kane. Oh shoot, yeah. Oh my god, I saw those games. <laughs> that, that PVP was so sad to watch. Okay. Oh my god, but yeah, was, yeah. But like, okay, context. We're not saying Poke Bunny and Spinning Show are terrible. Intense is actually just really good. So, <laughs> so I'll put context out there. <laughs> 
Nice, nice. Um, so that's really it with the team and player changes. There are a few sort of tournament-wise and that sort of stuff that we wanted to kind of slide over uh, and discuss, uh, starting with actually the Copa America stuff. Because uh, now that we've actually got Ravi on and he was helping out um, with the Copa America side of things, this will actually be a little bit more helpful. And they've got their final, I guess, the main event bracket announced. We know who's playing who uh, and all that sort of exciting stuff. So actually, let's slide over there and discuss what's happening with that. Dulk, you want to kind of give us a rundown um, while I actually get the cams set up for this screen region? Cool. All right. So... Copa America for their year finals. Uh, it's going to be round of eight double elimination bracket. Something I haven't seen in just so long. MLG. Um, I think that's the last M time I remember seeing like double elimination stuff. <laughs> was MLG championship bracket even double Te elim? It technically was, but only four players ever actually started in the winner's bracket for uh, the championship bracket. Only four no, people no, no. did. It was no, no, no. It was it's double a limb. It's just they because they do pools into double a limb. They can seed people into losers, right? Because because I think they did bracket pools or something. Right. So did. only to, only top two people from each group would actually go into the yeah, losers yeah. bracket. Everyone else is in the losers bracket. Yeah, but that, like it, MLG is not the only one that does that. There's like a lot of fighting game tournaments do that too. So. Well, nobody um, cares about fighting games. It's a dead game. <laughs> de game? The games, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, so double limb, round of eight. We've got only players from the Americas and a single Terran, four, five Zergs, and two Protosses. The two Protosses are both from Canada. Mm -hmm. We have one American Zerg, the only, like, United States player is Zerg John Snow. Uh, we have three players from Mexico, Major, Cham, and Jim Rising. And then we've got two players from Peru, Cats, and B-Lord. So this should be pretty interesting because it's double limb. Because I'm wondering if like Major will just kind of power through it like he normally does, or... If someone's actually going to dethrone him this year. Yeah, and it's also really weird, too, with Major. Like, he'll play in, like, these qualifiers and do all this stuff, and then just, like, doesn't play. <laughs> like the 32 Boys 1 Cup thing. I'm it, fine with it. Yeah, it was, like, intense. <laughs> so I'm very happy about that. But, like, WCS didn't play in that. I mean, his excuse at that point, at least he was sick. But this this seems to be a kind of a regular occurrence. Then again, though... It Does is anyone know when the next Pokemon tournament is? That's a good point. That is a good point. He has been playing next... a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> I swear, like, he just disappears and is, like, only play. He, like, plays Pokemon for, like, months at a time and then just, like, stops playing StarCraft and then comes back and is still really good. That's a good question. Well, Pokemon Worlds was, like, sometime recently. I, Maybe I would... that was it. Yeah. <laughs> because, like... The only dude from the Pokemon scene that I actually follow is, like, the one is, like, Cybertron, and he's on Clash tournaments, which is a Smash team, which is why I follow him in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not too knowledgeable in Pokemon, but I do know that they do have, like, a world championship type thing. Essentially, they have their own DreamHack series run by Nintendo, of all people. Cool. Nice. 
the more you know. Learn about Pokemon. Um, <laughs> no, so intent since we actually have a player here that I'm sure you've faced a lot of these guys before. Um, if you had to give some predictions, looking at the the bracket, what do you what are your thoughts? Um, well, I think Major would easily beat V Lord because I've played both of them, but Major is really good, right? Uh, Cham and Cats could go uh, either way. They're both pretty evenly skilled, both pretty good. Huck, Jim Rising, Jim's cool, but I think Huck's a little bit better. But, um, and as for Jon Snow, Desiro, it could—it's pretty even. It could go either way for them too, in my opinion. But I, I think Major probably going to win. Major or Huck? It's probably going to be Major Huck final. Oh, Wouldn't be surprised. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Robbie, any uh, thoughts with it? Since you got to do some casting of like the regular yeah. season stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, Dalk looked at this as an admin, okay? He was like, <laughs> yeah, so there are, like, these players are from, like, these countries, etc. Like, okay, they're going to be facing off. Here's, like, the tournament format and, like, double elimination. <laughs> then we got, like, Intense being, like, here's, like, the player perspective and here's who I think is, like, better. I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, my God, the entire north half, like, top of the bracket is all South America and the entire bottom half of the bracket is all North America. We're going to have a North America versus South America semifinals. Or winners finals. That is true. I think that's like actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna be pretty sweet to see. So yeah. so what are you thinking then? Is it gonna be major versus Huck or Major versus Jon Snow? Oh, God. No no offense what? to Jim Rising or Desro. I just feel like Huck and yo, Jon Snow are yo. playing better right now. Desro, okay, honestly, I, I really don't know like who's gonna come out on that side. I have personal bias where I just want Jon Snow to do really well. <laughs> But I, I think if Desro if can beat Jon Snow, which I think like either one of those who could easily come out uh, from that series, Desro actually has been doing really well lately. Um, and I've actually seen his like PvP. I think is actually looking pretty decent. And Huck's Huck's been like really hit or miss lately. Like some days yeah. he's just super on. Some days he's it's not that he's like super off, but I don't know. He like tries to play a lot more expansion driven these days and sometimes it feels like he's trying to do it almost like to an extreme and he gets punished for it so i feel like actually desro could potentially take that so i think desro actually has a pretty good shot germ rising i think is also like he's gonna have a hard time he's probably like the underdog from the bottom half of that bracket mm -hmm. but i don't know if hawk and like john snow and desro aren't prepared for him i guess I don't know. I'm, I think they're all familiar with Jin Rising by this point. Right, right. Um, Curran, what are your thoughts with the, how the bracket's shaping up to be? Um, well, it looks like there'll be most of them will be pretty uh, good games. I don't think it'll be too one-sided, any of them. But I think uh, Andrew and Tense had uh, had a really good kind of breakdown of how it probably will go. Mm -hmm. Uh. So yeah, I'm kind of just going to agree there. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, before we slide away from Copa America stuff, I don't know last time we had you on, Ravi, if we talked Copa America uh, stuff, but what are your thoughts with the changes from this season to last se season, allowing like the North American players and stuff uh, into the mix? It's it's kind of weird. Um, I I am like enjoying it, but I do kind of feel like the North Americans sort of they kind of come in, and besides, like, I would say Major and Cats, 
Actually, pretty much, like, besides the people that are in this, like, championship bracket right now, I feel like the North American players just kind of come in. Like, there's also North American players that aren't even in the champion thing or a championship, like, bracket, but have still done really, really well when they started playing. They just didn't start playing until, like, season two or, like, season three right. of this year. Like, Hendralisk. And, like, they just kind of come in, and it's it's almost a little bit silly. I, I really am not too sure, like, what I think of it. Um, it sort of feels like a little bit like how Koreans come to, like, WCS America <laughs> and do, like, not exactly to the same, like, degree, but it's it's it has a very weird feeling to it. I'm not sure what to think of it because this was very much the the only thing South America had. Like, South America... If we if we if Americans Canadians complained about like WCS America not being region locked, think about how poor South America felt because they are like just but they're below North America. They're at that point where like North America is the cutoff where we say, oh, North America is the weakest region because we don't even acknowledge any other regions below like North America. Like South America, like the scene exists, but it's like not amazingly strong this is what they had going from i don't know if africa has this scene i've only known about one starcraft player ever that was from africa like living in africa um i i don't know like it i'm still really torn on that like i'm kind of happy for personal reasons like i could see people like intense and john snow and all those other like hendelis all playing in this and i like these players but I, I kind of do sometimes think, like, maybe it would have been better off if it was just still South America and, like, Mexico. Do you think that maybe next year would be the time to bring it back to, like, 2013 style? I I don't think or they do will. Think, I don't think they will either. And I, I feel like it's helped the viewer base. Yeah, I don't. I don't know yes. personally, like looking at numbers from the two seasons, or I mean, like the two years. But I f- feel like a lot of people that weren't invested in it and weren't following it in 2013 are now following it because Jon Snow or Huck so, or Ezra was playing in it. I would say yes or no. Um, viewership has definitely grown for Copa America, but I would also say that a lot of that viewership actually comes from Base Trade TV really growing their own viewership that's a good point. like they've grown their viewership a lot this past year i think like if you look back probably toward the beginning of the year they were probably averaging around like a a thousand ish viewers on their streams i think now they're like actually starting to hit four thousand five thousand and then the people that are like there's a bunch of their viewers that go watch copa america just because base trade is casting it and that's, like, not even their entire normal viewer base because it's not on their channel. So, like, I think that also has a lot to do with it. So it's really it's really hard to, like, differentiate the exact reasons of why viewership is better. It, I'm sure it's definitely helped, but I don't know if I would entirely pin it on that. All right. That's cool. Um, anyone else have any other thoughts with Copa Corps before we kind of slide up north? Um, mm. I wish I knew about this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Next next year, right? Yeah. Unless they like lock, unless they pull a WCS and be like, no, it's a region lock. Just now. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Because initially, like the first season, they only were letting certain amount of people even try to qualify up, and yeah. like Hengelus yeah. wasn't even allowed to try to qualify and stuff. And they were just, I don't know. So 
but yeah, that's what's going on with the Copa America stuff. That's November 15th and 16th for you guys uh, following along at home there. But we actually have some Torcraft to get to uh, and discuss for, for anybody interested in. And as always with anything related to Canada, we default to, to you, Delk. Yes. Uh, we default so, to Dalk for a lot of things. We do, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so our Torcraft Cup series started back up again. And uh, so we changed up the format a bit. So now there's like a pro bracket and then the open bracket. And those lead into a main thing where they mix. Um, so the pro bracket is like eight players we invite, which is basically the top eight from our region. And then for, somehow it ended up being that Desert ended up joining too so it's seven people from toronto and then um we have desert from quebec and they're split up into two gsl groups and then top four from those two groups go into the main bracket top four from open bracket goes into main bracket and they just play a uh, eight-man bracket and so we had our first set of games friday night and as per usual masa won <laughs> just everything Yep. Um, <laughs> no regret. Kind of wanted to go to bed, so <laughs> he he was he was playing, but he you know it's like you're a bit tired. You also just really wanted to end quickly, so he wasn't playing like quite as good as I feel he could have been. Um, and then believe he also got a bit outplayed as well. And then Desro didn't show up for some reason. Which was interesting. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, weird. Yeah, we we were like there waiting. It was like, where did he go? And then we like we texted him, tweeted at him, skyped him, everything. And then he just didn't answer. Him. So we're just like, I I guess he's not around or like asleep or something. And and so we just kind of had to give no regret a walkover, uh, for his match against Ezra, but. Desiree's not out because it is a dual tournament group. So Desiree plays Believe, hopefully, uh, in next Friday, I believe. If not next Friday, then the Friday after. Cool. So, Dulk, uh, what are your thoughts, then? Who's getting out with Masa, then, from Group A, before we slide over to Group B? Um, I'm going to have to say no regret. Just because he, like, when he did play Masa, even though he was tired and did want to go to bed, uh, he was still playing pretty close matches. Um, so, like, I feel, especially since No Regret, it seems like he's been able to play a lot more compared to a bunch of the other people uh, in our region. So, I don't know, like, it, it, I feel like he leveled up just a bit compared to everyone else. I like that. I like that prediction there. Um, intense, Ravi, Kern, you guys got any uh, thoughts for Group A? Who's getting out with Masa? No regret. No regret? Okay. That's two for no regret. Anybody want to think of somebody else or <laughs> maybe uh, argue against no regret for any reason in particular? Or just want to slide over to Group B? I'm trying to think if Desro does Desro know a lot about No Regret's playstyle. They played at Land Nation and No Regret won two one, and then. But Desiree I mean, okay, got... let's let's be honest. I like I actually do like watching No yeah. Regret, but he has a very no, 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 no. Desiree aggressive playstyle. Desro knows. 
Yeah, Desert if, if he knows about it, like he didn't know about it before, that could also factor in. Because Desert plays like a pretty macro-oriented game, I would say, yeah. in general. So like, oh. I could see him getting caught off guard once, and then being like, I'm not gonna fall to like this guy's shenanigans again. Uh. I don't know. Well, like, I, I I think it, yeah, good. Um, no regret. I guess seems pretty confident because the way the groups worked is that no regret picked Desro to be his opponent essentially, right? Mm. So he's probably feeling pretty confident, and also like the. The match at Line Nation, it wasn't that Desro didn't know how No Regret played, because like when when I walked into that room after finishing casting like in the morning, right? Everyone was talking to each other about how to beat their opponents. <laughs> but like nice. if if someone didn't know what the playstyle was, it was literally just because they were they were like too lazy to go and talk to someone who had already played them. Mm -hmm. And Desro definitely was talking with Believe in Huck about all of the players. <laughs> Fair enough, then. All right, all right. Um, so, Group B, is it going to be Hendulus Biolice, or is, like, Samuel going to surprise people, or maybe Elegant, since he's the only Protoss? Dull I couldn't uh, really tell you, because I'm not familiar with neither <laughs> of those two players, so I'm going to yeah. hand Biolice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Biolice. <laughs> Biolice, easy, easy uh. pick. <laughs> <laughs> Intense. Have you have you uh, played Samuel before, by chance? Yeah. Okay. But uh, Jackson beats me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was good. He's yeah. actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Samuel and Bioice will be really close because Samuel is like the hidden boss for our city for some <laughs> reason. He just like showed up and got third three times in a row and then got uh, second place at the last one because Henry didn't show up. So. It might be close. Because, like, Samuel has beaten Bioice before in ZVZs. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so no hope for Elegance being the only Protoss? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of, like, worked his way in just, like, almost by chance because, like, Nubergini didn't show up. Endersword is now like, the caster for Torcraft, so he was... I think he was like tenth according to our ranking <laughs> that we have at ESGM to like seed people. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> How did like, Endersword show up and not Nubergini? Don't they live together? Uh, Nubergini got screwed by work. Oh. Because he works sense. at a Best Buy, so. That'll yeah. happen. That'll happen. I thought it was what Future Store or something up there. Or do you they, have both? We have both. <laughs> it makes no sense. They're owned by the same people, right? Yep. Best Buy yeah. owns Future Shop, but they're still both here. What? And Future Shop's better, too. <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> Alright. Good for them. It's just like, good for Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Canada. I don't know. Um, Alright, so, Dalk, any other thoughts with uh, Torcraft stuff before we slide over to some of our team leagues? Maso will win at like next year in the summer when we do our season finals. So I'm just gonna put that out there now, and I'm gonna come back to this, and I'm gonna be right. <laughs> Yo, okay, Dalk, I want to know how well do you think Maso is gonna do with WCS America next year? I think he will at least get round of 16, if not higher. Oh, Premier League? Yes, because okay. he did right. get round of 32 this time this year. So intense. You're biting your uh, lip. I don't think so. No, because 
it, whenever he plays in WCS, he just doesn't play well. Like, yeah, he's not a bad player, but like, watches he, WCS games. And yeah, just yeah. He he has like nerves issues when he's playing in like international tournaments. Even at like IEM, he kind of didn't do as good as he could have. Like, most of his open bracket was just beating a bunch of players that he beats like at Torcrafts, right? But then when he had to play Snoot, he kind of like broke down just a bit. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. We'll see. You know, this will be good for a lot of players too to kind of get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Experience. No. I, I'm just I'm just hoping that he can, you know, pull it together and win. And win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Nerves play a lot, like yeah. tournament experience and stuff. I mean, for me personally, I beat people I shouldn't beat, but I kind of just like. YOLO it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Is that what happened for the showtime? Kind of, man. I just got home like, well, gotta play. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Yeah. Um, but we'll actually, we'll be talking about that whole stuff very soon. Uh, before we get to there, there's actually a little bit of updates with team leagues. Uh, well, more of just sort of uh, one one team league. Dog, what's what did we miss? What's been happening? Something happened Something in the SE2 team league. Uh, Solaris played Gravity, and now they play us, us being IBD, in the semifinals. This is a very eventually, at some point, <laughs> they will play us eventually. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll win pretty easily. They don't have to charge us anymore. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's my God. That was the is... other one. I forgot. Oh, my gosh. I apologize, guy. I I dropped the ball and forgot to mention that in the team and player changes, Guitar Cheese is no longer with Solaris Gaming. Oh, I know why, but I don't don't know if I'm supposed to say right. Should I shouldn't say right? Why? Probably not. Probably not. Okay, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um, it was interesting. Yes, it was. All right. So basically, IVD Solaris are fighting Root and No Dice. Is it going to be IVD versus Root final? We're just gonna make it happen. Is that the? Yeah, probably. probably we beat them last time too, but we don't have yeah. experience. But we have Puck. Puck's been playing very well. Yeah, and we've got you know me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm probably not gonna do much, but let's hope. You you say that, but then it's gonna come time for the event, and we'll see. <laughs> you have been playing pretty well lately. Um, so that's what's been going on with the team league stuff. The other event, Cascade, has decided that they're gonna be like every other European team league. And not play their games. Uh, yep, that's that's what's happening with that. Uh, but other stuff that I wanted to kind of highlight a little bit, kind of more of the up-and-coming scene and, and foreign-related stuff, uh, there's a foreign fun kind of tournament-y thing, which uh, um, it's like a small little player base um, mm-hmm. that's going to be consisting of I guess Major, Kaz, Bly, Petraeus, Kane, Hearthstone. But didn't this already happen? Um, yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the did they have the finals already? I knew the playoffs and everything were supposed to have happened. I think they did the finals, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I found out about this kind of late. Mm-hmm. They I'm have sure. done the finals. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, if I you click I'm, bracket I here, it sends you to a Wikipedia. See, I <laughs> miss. I'm so Dolk. Give us an yes. update. Who ended up winning? What happened with the event? Lil Balwan. He beat Kane, and like, come on, Sam. Why? Um, 
But yeah, Lil Bow. In, well, he beat Kane in the semis. He beat Petraeus 3-0 in the finals. Who beat Bly 3-1 in the semis? Mm-hmm. Um, in the group stages, we had Blind Kane come out over Hearthstone and Iagus. Group B had Lil Bow and Petraeus come out over Kaz and Major. And I don't know if it's just me, but this tournament had really weird results. Yes, I thought <laughs> I thought so. Um, and this also showing that Major has not been really doing anything. Playing playing too much Pokemon. He got last in his group. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. But I th- I thought it was is very interesting results. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, cool cool little like of event. Just wanted to mention that. But in other related sort of um, up and coming news, and it actually works out well that we've got Intense on to kind of talk a little bit about it. Um, it's another Soul Cal event. Oh yeah, yeah. Me, uh, Sam, and some sponsors and investors have been putting together these lands for a while now but like they just got a lot bigger because we got some pretty good backing from sponsors um so now we're up to like $1,500 prize pool and like I'm just you know taking money home but besides that <laughs> uh it's it usually comes down to a combination of me SWS Schneider um and guitar cheese but uh Trace and Arium I feel like I eliminate Arium every land, <laughs> but it happened twice already. I, we'll both get knocked down somehow in the first round, but then I'll eliminate him at, like right at the start. <laughs> like I, it sucks because like it's just brag a lot because uh, we don't see it or anything. But uh, yeah, we've been setting that up and it's been going pretty well so far. The turnout on the last event was a little bit bad. Uh, me and Sam didn't run that one. Uh, the guy was doing uh, I don't know zone stuff kind of, but then we all got together and like. Figured everything out, got rid of the confusion. This next one's gonna be really good. Uh, I th- we're gonna get some good players down too. I think we could get some root guys and maybe in control, some casters, Rotterdam, etc. I don't know. We'll see what we can do. Nice, nice. So you guys are helping to set it up this time. You're not having somebody yeah. else do it. Okay. Yeah, this time it's me and Arian and a guy named John. Okay, cool. And John, <laughs> I like it because <laughs> I know we we've had Arian on a couple times, like over the summer and stuff. And he's talked about the Soul Cal stuff uh, a yeah. couple times there, so it's cool to be able to have you on at least uh, talk about this upcoming um, event there. And so, when is the the next major Soul Cal event taking place? Then, uh, I'm, did you say Sam? But uh, never mind. Um, it's January seventeenth. Wait, let me. I'm gonna check for the exact date. Don't want to get that wrong. January tenth says. Oh shoot! Yeah, I was off by. So a you week. were. Yeah. Alright, so sometime worry, in January is all you guys need to know. You've got a little bit of time to prepare. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and I, I like that they've, at least in the post that's been up about it, they've got like that feature player list now. You know, highlighting uh, at least you, Arium, and SWS there. So Shows me looking at SWS. <laughs> <with the laughs> oh, yeah, <dates>. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about you that, man. You, you sent me a very <laughs> handsome photo of yourself. Why didn't you use that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was... That's funny. Oh, that's great. Uh, they, they should have just put it so it would have been like one big picture and then just put kind of like put a line going through the I middle am... next between your Oh my parents. god, oh my god, wait a second, hold on. SWS, Arium, and Intense, you have all three been on Breaking Out. I, all three of you have fantastic photos, I know, because you've sent, <laughs> all of you have sent them to me before. 
But Why you did only you use those? <laughs> well, I mean, we wanted to use photos from our other event or the other event. Um, yeah, that's fair. But Sam didn't place, so he had to or place, oh. so he had to use. <laughs> He's been slacking too much right Counter Strike. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. So uh, I'm sure we'll have you guys on as it gets closer to the event. You guys can talk to us about it or, or after the event and give us kind of a rundown of how things go. Um, hopefully it's going to continue to be kind of a consistent thing and you guys can continue to have some good backing with it. Uh, but that's I think that was it with our up-and-coming tour stuff, uh, with the exception of Rifkin's event. The one that I just feel so silly saying every single time there. Um, 32 boys. Yeah, it's just, I, of all the names to come up with. It's a good name. It's oh, a, Ravi, didn't intense, you are, How old are, how, okay, hold on. I'm 16, <laughs> I'm a boy, have, dude. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> Do you know what this is referencing? No, but I like oh. it. Okay, okay. You don't know After the show, I'm going to send you a link, okay? It's a trap. Don't and watch that. Sure it's no a trap. friends are not around. It's a trap. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Am I going to lose my innocence? Yes. Morabi wants to hurt you. He will mentally destroy you if you watch this. You're not going to win any more tournaments for like a couple of weeks because you're going to be so scarred from this. I'm haunting you. <laughs> It's all you're going to be thinking out when you play in your next match. Uh -oh. yeah. Any anyways, so this tournament that has groups into a 16-man bracket as well as a third-place match for some reason. Um, so yeah, it had it it had groups divided into different regions as well as a wildcard group. And NA, of course, getting more groups than all the other regions because all well, the hosts of them are from NA. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, the round of 16 was alright, but when you kind of skew the groups into being like, you have like NA only groups, KR only, EU only, then it, it, it kind of, you know, looks really weird into like round of 8 onwards when you have like a bunch of foreigners and then very little in the next rounds. Mm. Don't take this the wrong way, Intense, but it's really weird to see you in the round of eight in the quarterfinals, and then, like, Jadong, Leenok, like, Stork got knocked <laughs> out in the group stages. It's, like, no offense to you, man, but, like, it feels really weird. Nah, dude. It's planned. <laughs> You're like, it's a good weird. It's a good weird. Yeah, it's, it's the type of weird that I like. <laughs> so, Intense, what happened with it? How were you able to get to the round of eight? Kind of give us a rundown of what exactly happened. If well, people weren't paying attention. I played in the group stages and lost two in both series. After winning the first game, both series. And, like, getting an advantage the second game, both series. I don't, that was kind of depressing. But, yeah, um, Rifkin enjoyed my games. Uh, and then Major, as per usual, I could say, doesn't show up. <laughs> so, uh, Rifkin messages me, like, right when I get home. I got home at 2.28, turn on my computer... And he messages me like immediately. He's like, "Hey, can you play in the round of 16 um, in Major's place?" And I'm like, uh, "I just got home and I haven't warmed up, but sure." <laughs> so I I just went straight into the games versus Showtime. The first game was was pretty sloppy because like I I literally had just got home. I didn't do anything. I didn't even play on Sunday, so it was like two days like not playing. And then I'm like, "Well, I lost the first game, but now I'm warmed up. I'm just gonna go win now." So I won. <laughs> <laughs> 
a good breakdown. Yeah, it's a good, good recap yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, he he should have won the third game, in my opinion, but uh, he lost his Mothership Core in like, the middle of the map, and I'm like, well, okay, SCV pool. That's like 2,000 less hit points and uh, a lot of less damage. If he hadn't lost it, I think he would have won, because I barely won by like a few units. It was really close, so... I mean, I got lucky. <laughs> I don't can, I, say. can I ask you, like, because, and this is like going to selfish plugging of like breaking out and stuff, but like, you really, really seem convinced, like, not but a month and a half ago, like, maybe, that like TVP was just like absolute hell for you. But you've been doing, like, you, you've been doing, like, much better, and like, beating a Showtime, like, a European Protoss player is like, pro Europe is like known for Protoss players. Are you like, are you like over TVP now? Uh, I mean, I'd like to say no. <laughs> I still lose to Protoss on ladder all the time, but in tournaments, I just like mm. I roll the dice, gamble. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, but it works. Like it works out. I don't know. People play bad in tournaments. He was playing with oh, delay, God. so he had a lot of micro errors. Uh. So like, I, that's why SCB pulled the third game. I'm like, well. I'm gonna lose. He's a better player, <laughs> so oh, might as man. well pull the boys. And actually, I had practiced it uh, in the breaking out invitation. <laughs> so I tell me you practiced somewhere else besides that afterwards. <laughs> I didn't really play besides. <laughs> yes, I like it. Um, so don't encourage this man. No, all day pull the boys. I like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> bit by bit. Come on, guys. <laughs> no. um, so some of the other players that were able to advance up, we'll, we'll give a little talk about some of them. Um, Fog and, and Parting were playing in the first round as well. Parting was able to advance up, so Parting is going to be your opponent next round in tense. Another Protoss player. Oh yeah, he should be pretty easy. Good, good. <laughs> no, no problem, yeah. right? I tried to keep Parting. Who's that? <laughs> Never heard of this guy. Where did he come from? Um, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm like in a serious note. Like, I don't think he's much better than Showtime. Like, he's been goofing around a lot lately, and uh, I've watched his stream. And like on North American server, he loses a lot of like North American players and stuff. So, I mean, it's definitely doable. It's, it's one of the easier opponents. Probably the easiest. My, my most preferable was probably Parting, besides maybe Nurchio. Mm, okay. Okay. I like it. Solid. Solid. Um, Dalk, what, what's what been going on with, like, the European players? How'd they do? Not great. Um, of course, you know, one of them losing to our guest here in tents. Yep. Uh, there was only three others. Two of them played each other, leaving one to play someone from another region, and that happened to be Luzira. Yep. And TLO lost to Luzira 0-2. Nurcio beat Mana 2-0. And then is now going to be playing Lazira in the round of eight. Yep. Um, so you're not faring too well, but there, you know what? Weakest region. And <laughs> NA is doing better than Europe. That is true. So all I care. But in fairness, like there is, you know, the delay sometimes, mm -hmm. especially going. Yeah, to I NA. think that was what yeah. killed the Europeans, at least in my series. Yeah. Right. So all we have to do is convince Copa America. Don't let North Americans in next season. Let the Europeans into Copa America <laughs> next season. They need the help. Yes. <laughs> Kidding. I like it. I like it. Uh, Dolk, what about the uh, couple Korean players that we have? How'd they do? Well, 
You know, a lot of the Koreans they ended up just actually playing a bunch of people from other regions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's 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 interesting. At least, because is that what you call? It? <laughs> <laughs> I would call it the opposite of that. But. All the Koreans <laughs> won, like easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um. At least right now, they're still the dominant uh, region in the round of eight. Yeah, North and America. That's <laughs> 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 Yeah, like Gumio played Petraeus. But I haven't heard from Gumio in forever, so I'm not sure if like being Petraeus is that much of a com accomplishment. Um, he has a unique so, playstyle. Yeah, Petraeus is like, pretty good, also. Yeah. Yeah, Petraeus is pretty good, but the way Gumio played, like I hadn't even seen it before, and I played Terran, so yeah, Petraeus was also like clearly un underprepared for that. Yeah, th like that's what I'm wondering. It was like Petraeus is a good player. He he just didn't seem ready. Um, and then I I'm just kind of wondering is like. How has Gumiho been for like the past months? Mm. Because you know he didn't do very well in like GSLs, and also it didn't help that GSL ended like a month and a half ago. So yeah. it's not much that we could have actually seen them. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for Gumiho because his next he played Petraeus, two owed him. He's gonna play Kane next, who's a Zerg player, and is gonna play the winner of Solar versus Crank, who I love Crank, but I feel like Solar is probably yeah. gonna win that. So he's potentially gonna face a bunch of Zergs coming up. And in his group, he played against three Zergs and came out of the group two and zero, like beating like Lucira and Lenok, I think. Like I, I would actually say that Gumiho is looking pretty solid right now. Like I I also know what you mean. Like I don't I haven't really heard much from him lately, but he seems to be doing okay. Okay. I mean, th yeah. it's interesting to a lot of predictions coming up in the chat. Uh, Breaker saying that Solar wins if, if Parting doesn't. Uh, Lupu was saying Solar wins hands down. But I, I like your prediction, Ravi, with uh, all the Zergs that Gumio has to face. He's got a good chance. And then he's going to run into the finals, and he's going to be playing Intense, and he's not going to be ready because he's been playing all of this TDC, <laughs> and Intense is going to win. And Intense is going to be like, did you know the SCV all-in actually also works versus Zerg? <laughs> or sorry, Terran. Wow, sorry. Only versus Villo. Ah. <laughs> I like the way you think. Um, yeah, so that's what's been going on with the Third Two Boys Cup. Intense made it into the money. Congratulations on that. At least got yourself fifty bucks for being able to play today. Good yeah. job. Good job. Um, so when is your your match tomorrow? Is for round of sixteen? Yeah, tomorrow at two thirty PST. Round eight, I guess. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, if I were to predict this bracket, I mean, clearly, like I'd be parting. You know, mm -hmm. that's obvious. Clearly. Um. Nurcio Kengho, I would say uh, Losira pretty easily would take that. Solar Crank. Crank might make an upset happen. He's been playing pretty well. He beat a well. I mean, Huck. Yeah, but. In this group, I think he beat some pretty decent players. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but I'd say it's like 75-25 in favor of Solar. Mm. Uh, Kane, Gumio. I like Kane. He's a really cool guy, but... I mean, after the series with Petraeus... Although, unless he studies it and he's, like, getting mm -hmm. roaches before saturating his third and, like, meta games, like, super hard. Because Gumio did go mech, like, like straight into mech both games. So, 
I mean, he could metagame that and definitely win, and he's a good Swarm Host player. So, I would say like 80-20, um, Ken Gumiho. Um, but as for taking the whole tournament, it's probably gonna be a TBT final. But uh, and if it's not, it's gonna be either Parting uh, versus Solar, probably. Um, yeah, probably Parting versus Solar. Okay. Solid predictions. I like it. I like it. Do um, you guys have any other thoughts with the uh, 32 Boys 1 Cup event? Every, t every time. Go cheer on Intense, because yeah. everyone likes to root for the winner. America. America! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the only American left. Yeah. Yep. USA, USA. Um... So, sliding along, actually, there is some U.S. news to talk about in IEM qualifiers. Um, in case you guys had not been following along to that, they did sort of uh, take place over the weekend. We had some exciting matches. Uh, intense, why weren't you playing? What happened? I did play. Now I feel bad. Oh. Um, <laughs> See, I missed the early it, rounds of it. I didn't know what it happened. was funny. Um, in a stage one qualifier, I beat Jon Snow... But I lost to Moose Skills. Oh, okay. Although I actually give Moose Skills props. He he played really intelligently against my style. He like metagame me pretty hard. He assumed I was going to go Reaper String Reaction, which is what I've been doing, and I actually ended up doing that both games. Um, although the first game, like the luck from the first game, influenced why he won the second game, right? Because the first game he won with a fourteen pool and built six Urglings and um, attacked me and like went by my Reaper on Merry Go Round. But it was a gasless opening. Like, he did it into two base Roach into a third. So that gave him a pretty solid early advantage, and he was able to close it out in, after, like, 15 Roach Hydra timings at, like, the hour mark. Because <laughs> I was never able to get past three base. I mined out and, like, died. But, um, yeah, since I knew he went gasless off a 14 pool, the second game, he hit with me with links at the same time, right? So I'm like, oh, he's probably going gasless into Roach Hydra again. But then another 20 links show up with speed and just kill all my marines on the low ground and kill my... Well, they don't, I cancel it, but like... Yeah, and I'm just like, well, I'm kind of just dead now. So I actually died like a few minutes later to a Roach Bane Olin because my economy was so far behind. Um, so yeah, that was smart by him. He, he definitely metagamed my playstyle really well. Jon Snow, on the other hand, played to my strengths, I would say. Like, he played standard. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, and it's it's been a while since I've seen Moose Skills uh, do well and make it far in kind of a qualifier kind of thing. So that was interesting to see. Good for him. Um, but we got to see a lot of other really good players performing. Um, some of the players that you guys should be familiar with, and then some more up and coming players like Bales. Um, of course, Bales was playing in the qualifier. Uh, played Huck first round, didn't do so well against Huck, ended up losing that one too. PvP, uh, got thrown down to the loser bracket there, was able to beat Cats, and then played a PvP against Puck, because um, Puck was able to m move past QXC, played against Paul, unable to, to win there, but Puck had a very solid run his way through, beating Bales, beating QXC, and then got the win over Violet, because Violet fell asleep. Yeah, that's uh, good. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess when it's an event like this and it's both Violet and Polt, I guess a lot of people are like, oh, great, you know, they're probably going to be taking it. I got to work 
extra hard to make sure I get one of those spots. And uh, good for Puck, able to nail it and, and, and get that last spot there. QXC was also playing pretty well for himself. Um, able to, to beat Moose Gills, beat Huck, uh, only to lose to, to Puck twice. Um, so, you know, good, good, good on Puck. But uh, you guys have any thoughts with how the U.S. qualifiers went, giving Pult and Puck spots for IAM? I mean, attention I mean, gave I, us some good rundowns of, of your thoughts on actually playing it and stuff, but uh, what about the players, the, the ones that were able to do well or, or those that made it to the quarterfinals? Um, I'm not surprised. Mm. I Actually, I think, like, Brandon is, or Puck, is the best player in the U.S., like, like at, like, native U.S., you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Polton and Violet are really good. It, I, I, Brandon could beat Violet. Violet wasn't playing exceptionally well, in my opinion, because like he dropped a game to Huck, um, and he lost pretty convincingly versus Pulp two zero. So I think even if he did show up, I think Brandon could have won. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Pulp always crushes like every American. So yeah. I, I like guaranteed Pulp was going to make it, and he made it like easily. Cool. So good, good stuff there. Now there is still the American. Uh, qualifier that you guys also have to keep in mind, um, which the start date is actually tomorrow, I believe. Yes. Um, for for that mm-hmm. event there. Um, so are you going to be playing in there, or is it messing up with the thirty two boys Wait. event? I thought that was um, Thursday. Oh, wait, tomorrow's Tuesday. It's tomorrow. Tuesday. It is right. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Wait a minute, dude. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't play. I don't play thirty-two boys until Wednesday. Oh my god, okay. I just lost. See? No, <laughs> oh I didn't, god, no, I'm gonna good. send you a Google Calendar invite. Start <laughs> using it. <laughs> We're good. We're good. I'll save. I'll save. Um, good stuff there with the the IAM stuff. Um, so actually, before we we slide over to talking uh, Home Story Cup, um, Breaker was asking our thoughts on the MSI beat stuff. Uh, did you guys get a chance to look at the players that were, or that are going to be participating in the event? Or anything about the event in particular? Yep. Yeah. Um, Dalk, what's, what's happening with it? So they invited Flash and Parting. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's going to be uh, kind of interesting to see like how well Flash can do in this. Because it seems that he's gone into his groove for doing marathon tournaments. Um, and then we also have for qualified Koreans, Solar, Violet, Rogue, and First. And then, you know, we have quite a few people that are more in the native region. You know, China, Taiwan. Um, and then a few people from, or actually just the one from SEA of Blisks. So... It's going to be pretty interesting. We only have one person from North America. We have one person from Australia. Er, Yegus is Australia or New Zealand? Pretty sure it's Australia. Australia. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So Huck is our one North American, and then Yegus is from Australia. So it's looking to be a pretty good, pretty good event. They have a pretty standard format as well. You know, 16-man groups into uh, eight-man playoffs. And they they have quite a few good players. I'm also especially excited to see how well Sen does at this mm-hmm. because I um what was it the Taiwan Cup, I think it was. 
Um, and then Sen Wan versus, and there was a lot of good Koreans yes, there. Yes, yes. He, he is like the only foreigner to win a event in 2014, I believe. Like a, yeah. like a big championship like that. The Taiwanese yeah. Open, he beat Hyun 4-3 in the finals there. Um, but there was players like Bomber, True, Jadong. You know, there's some some very, very strong uh, Korean presence at the Taiwanese Open there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I like that this one, they, they had all of the extra spots. Um, like America, um, Violet and uh, Huck are the, our two American representatives. Um, you know, Pult's going to be playing at WCS clearly, uh, but the a uh, lot, a lot of players were trying to to play in the qualifiers. Uh, Intense, did you play in any of the qualifiers for it? Um, no, they were yeah. at times I couldn't make it. Makes sense, makes sense. It can be a little bit difficult um, <laughs> with some of these events and the qualifiers for it there, um, but a, a lot of good good mix of players there we had a couple of changes here and there um yoda is taking hyun's spot because hyun's going to be over um in uh, of course BlizzCon. the u.s yep at blizzcon um jim and zigua are attending another uh tournament in china and cannot be attending uh cloudy and ian are going to be replacing them there um so pretty solid though six protoss six zerds um and then our four Terran players. But, uh, Dulk, you were mentioning a little bit like Flash is going to be going for the event. How do you think uh, it's going to be? Is it going to be just like another Flash victory? I don't know. It will be tough. There are quite a few good players here, and um, I, I don't think we'll see Flash dominance. I don't think we're there yet. Not quite. Not, not there yet. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, Curran, he's overrated. He's, he's overrated. I like it. Curran, do you have any wow. thoughts? Wow. Um, I mean, it's hard to say because there's no real bracket or group stage stuff out. Mm -hmm. So you don't really know who's going to be going up against who. But it's definitely a very strong player pool, yeah. Mm -hmm. Should have some good games. Cool. Actually, Breaker mentioned that he wanted to come on and just give a quick rundown. Um, of the event real quick, so we'll add him in for a sec so he can... Because uh, he's much more familiar with the Taiwanese um, <laughs> and the Chinese scene than a lot of players, so let's throw him in the call, and it's going to mess up all of the the windows for everybody there. Also, I think Intense said was saying yeah, yeah. yeah. go soon. Hey, cool. Hang on a second, guys. I gotta, I gotta mute the stream, otherwise I'm going to hear an echo of myself. Alright, cool. Well, um, while... There we go. Of course, Breaker, you take time to do that. Intense, um, thanks for kind of jumping in and, and talking to us, bud. You know, I'm sorry that you got to duck out, but you've been yeah, playing today. Right. You've got other stuff to do. I completely understand. Uh, so before you have to leave, do you want to give some shout-outs and stuff? Um, check out the land series in SoCal called G1K. It's on Team Liquid. Uh, Shout-out to IVD for being awesome. And Ravi, once again, for being amazing for the North American scene. Especially that performance. <laughs> Yeah, and the rest of you guys, all of you do a lot of work. Bam, hearts right here. And shout out to you I for know. winning breaking out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Ravi works too hard, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> really hey, does. man, 
it's a hell of a lot easier than getting really good at StarCraft. <laughs> I got, hey, 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 man, I got spoiled when I came out here. It's like, oh, we have a production crew? Oh, we have a graphics crew? Oh, I don't have to make any of that stuff myself anymore. <laughs> you know, that kind of, it's, it's that kind of thing. You'll get there one day. <laughs> Maybe. All right, well, Angie, thanks so much again for, for coming on. We'll have you on the show again in the future, bud. And good luck you. in the uh, 32 Boys stuff. Yeah, Wreck Arena parting, man. Wreck him. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. <laughs> he doesn't know about your CV pulls. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sweet. Right. Breaker, thanks for, for joining us here. I know it's sort of kind of uh, last minute jump on here, but you're kind actually, of the like, expert for this I, kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed jumping on um, and such. Like, but the thing is, like, I, I kind of just woke up a few minutes ago, so kind of, how do I say this? Kind of, kind of bear with me. Um, so like, Taiwan Open 2014, and now here we are with, with MSI Beat It. This is like my fourth offline event. But uh, I, to be, I, I'm gonna be modest and say, like, the only reason why I'm getting it is, well, I don't know. It's it's because I kind of worked hard for the past two years, and I'm already here for ease of convenience. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, this guy's here. Sure, we don't need to pay for a plane ticket. Okay, yeah, he can. He can kill. We can kill two birds with one stone that way. Um, what was it? The players that uh, are here. I don't know. I re I really like this one. It's just that, you know, we have to get the elephant. We have to address the elephant in the room, right? And what is that elephant? Flash. No, 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 no. When does it take place, bro? Around the time of uh, WCS. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. What the? What the hell? <laughs> it's it's taking place hell? this weekend. It sucks. It 16. sucks. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like, there's some things that, you know, you could you could probably book a month in advance out here. But how do I say this? I've been, I've been to the venue before. Like, I think this is even bigger than the place that how do I say this? Taiwan Open took place at. About a month ago, Taiwan Open. Yeah, the, the the venue the venue was big, but it was it was flat at the same time. This is one of those tall, kind of highish rise buildings. In fact, um, the the locale where it's going to be held is actually right across the street from a place called Taipei 101. If you just go to Google Images and search Taipei 101, you're going to see this massive building that's like I just say is it's surrounded by a bunch of buildings that look like feet on the ground and that's it <laughs> it's it's hard to describe but uh it, it'll really stand out in the picture at any rate um like i this is definitely the the model kind of tournament that i've always wanted to see in taiwan that is like not uh that's like how do i say this not an iem event because i think there was like an iem taipei in 2010 or something like that that would surprise me if there was so. uh, an IAM event out there. But yeah, it's, it has been very rare for events like this to be taking place. Mm -hmm. So are, do you think that it's going to start happening more often then? Something I like It's something that I wouldn't mind advocating. Like, the thing is, um, how do I say this? I feel like, okay, TESL is in charge of production for this event, but I mean, like, I, I really feel like there's more bang for the buck out here like there's i feel like the taiwan scene has always had just as much potential to go big to go global as the korean well i wouldn't say more potential 
to go big and go global than the Korean scene. It's just that the biggest problem that's working against it is one, the government here, and two, um, geography, hmm. location compared to the rest of the world. The big advantage is that living here is actually cheaper than Korea. Hmm. So, I mean, like, the thing is, okay, okay, how do I put this? When Sase came here, what he was doing was he was he was using uh what do you call that? Trying to think a visitor visa, a visitor visa, which means he can get like a living stipend, but he can't really, you know, work full time as a pro gamer here. Makes sense? Mm, yeah. 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 On paper, yeah, like it's I guess it's like getting a visitor visa to the U.S. from China, like the same trouble that Jim and Max said kind of had, except theirs was, God, I, I would hate to think of what they were going through. Um, but I mean, Sase, like, what, what was he doing out here besides, you know, for that year and a half or so since he had joined Gamma Bears at the end of 2012? He went really dark. He was just like, mm -hmm. I, I just kind of assumed that he was like in magical, like, team house practice land. Yeah. He came back and he was pretty good. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, here's the funny thing. Like, I remember some days he told me he didn't practice at all. Back when he was here, and he he was able to he was able to get so far ahead that he left manor nexuses on his opponents here in Taiwan. And these guys these these guys were like uh, grandmasters top one hundred that he was playing against, and he was he was able to beat them with no practice. It seemed, but uh, I mean, like if you guys want to get into what's going on right now, um, I mean, with the MSI beat it. I, I think it's going to be pretty big. Like, I haven't been inside the live event yet, or where it's going to be. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's that, oh, and, like, this is going to be crazy. This is going to, okay. My dad's coming here tomorrow night, and I'm picking him up at the airport. So he's going to get to see the entire thing. That's going to be That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, like. I have a question, though, like, about the events. Because, like, cause again, we just, like, we briefly mentioned at the beginning, it's going to be overlapping with, like, round of 16 blizzcon stuff right like that's mm -hmm. something that a lot of people are going to want to watch instead of this so that kind of makes me wonder like i agree like i think that there's a huge huge scene like both in china and taiwan for like audience and everything else and like ways to monetize and like etc do you think that like those regions are going to prefer to watch blizzcon versus this or like are they going to prefer to watch the msi beat it tournament over blizzcon because it has like people that I'm sure like the people in that area are like more familiar with well here's the interesting thing I mean like just as we were addressing like okay like since you since you're addressing the the, the scheduling conflict between this event and BlizzCon there's actually another event that we fit that we addressed the scheduling conflict before I actually jumped onto the jumped into this call and it's the NEST right hmm. and there, there's like another one in China right isn't there another one that... Uh, no, 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 it's not G League. That one... Okay, no. G League, is, that's that's basically almost over. Um, But, I mean, the NEST is going on in that weekend. Ian doesn't want to go there, so he takes Shigua's spot here at MSI Beat It. It's like, okay, well, if I make it to the round of eight, I get, like, what, $1,000, and I don't have to fly to Beijing. That's what he's thinking about. That's what he's thinking about. And, um... I think Edison at IEG is thinking, all right, well, let's just take these guys to, uh, let's just take these guys to um, Beijing. It'll be cheaper than flying them out to Taipei and a lot less trouble. So, 
things like that. Uh, but Cloudy, <laughs> to be honest, before I saw him in uh, brackets, um, I had no clue who the guy was. Like, <laughs> I, I really didn't. But then I, I asked Edison about him, and he said, "Well, this guy's uh, I guess he's a he, he's he's on IG, and he's one of the practice partners or something like that. He might be B team. Hmm. Makes sense." Yeah, yeah. I was like the the Wikipedia saying how it's he's the academy team essentially. So yeah, mm-hmm. like like B team or I guess to practice him with them. Yeah, I mean like it's PVP. Well, I mean PVP is kind of a pot shot. <laughs> um, at, like from a layman's perspective, he did take one game. I think it was off of parting the Layfun Cup recently. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's pretty okay, right? That's solid, solid, yeah. You know, if you're taking games off of uh, players like Party, can't knock them. Definitely. So, uh, but I mean, the thing is, what to to answer Fear Dragon's question more directly? I mean, like, how can I forget about this? It's like, God, I need coffee before I get on talk shows. Um, (laughs) like, the thing is, I think a lot of people in China are going to be paying attention to NEST because. If it's not televised, it's going to be streamed, and it's going to be streamed to a website where they have to tolerate zero lag, and on top of that, it's their country's greatest player. Um, maybe playing against one or two, I don't know, I, I didn't get a look at the brackets for NEST, but might be a couple of Koreans in there. They typically invite some to events like these. Uh, not not for this one. Um, really? It's got Ian yeah. and Slam as the... Uh, um, Two Taiwanese player and then the rest are the Chinese players. No, no Koreans for this one. Gotcha. Wow, I'm a bit surprised they didn't do that, mm-hmm. or they didn't at least invite a couple of Koreans. Right. Or maybe they did and right. nobody was able to go yeah. and and everything else that was going on. They just couldn't couldn't make it work. Uh, right. Um. But yeah, let me think here. So I mean, like. MSI beat it. My understanding is like the only Chinese stream that's going to be available is on Twitch, and uh, whether or not you can get to Twitch in China is up to the mood of the Chinese government's internet. That's it. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so it is going to be more marketed than you think toward, like, or internationally. Uh, it could actually even just be domestically. I mean, MSI, like, they sponsor a lot of teams. They've got a lot of money. They sponsor Startail. They sponsor, of course, Yoey yeah. Flash Wolves. The guys that I'm on right now. Where, why am I not wearing this uniform? My my team's manager is gonna kill me. <laughs> okay. You just woke up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me think here. They sponsor like who else? Who else does MSI sponsor? I think they sponsor they sponsor IVD as well, right? I think they still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, That's what I, mean. yeah. I don't know. We've got two uh, people that are kind of associated Ooh. with IVD, right? They two do people signed on that. <laughs> But yeah, like I mean, uh, sponsors sponsorship aside, though, like it sounds like if a lot of other people are going to be watching the other Chinese event, uh, inside of I guess like China, it, I guess maybe like in Taiwan, there would be maybe. Mm. Viewer- are you saying Taiwan would be like the main viewership then for MSI? Because like again, yeah, I I feel like internationally, BlizzCon is gonna like be the main focus for a lot of people. So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like who is this going to be marketed to. Like, uh, like it could very well like. Okay, how do I say this? It could just very well be for the Taiwanese market. I mean, like, mm-hmm. okay. honestly, we're we're not gonna see Sen make it to this year's WCS fourth prize. 
you know, like you did in 2012. And that's not going to make anyone in Taiwan go, you know, just absolutely crazy over him. So, I mean, like, some people are going to just, how do I say this, neglect BlizzCon completely from here in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pay attention to this tournament, definitely. But there's also one other thing I failed to mention about this. We all know that Dota is going to be getting in on this game, or Dota is going to be a part of this tournament as well. Hmm. Um, right? Eight Dota teams are going. Oh, cool. All right. I, have, I didn't even so, look to see what teams were going to be attending it this one. Right. Well, no, no, no. Eight Dota 2 teams, bro. <laughs> like right. The that's, game. That's, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure what, what uh, teams were actually attending this. Right for, for Dota 2. Um, I, I, haven't been fo- paying. I haven't really been following much of Dota 2 lately at all. Right. Me neither, but I'm thinking of diving into it, just dappling a bit. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, as, as strange as it may sound, the grand finals of the international having two teams that are Chinese, well, here in Taiwan, like, Dota 2 is just, it, it, it doesn't work. It, it's like trying to market that is like trying to market pork in Pakistan. Neither of yeah. those two teams are at this tournament, though, right? For the Dota what? side, I don't uh-huh. see either of the two teams. Like the, I don't see like the top two teams from the international. Oh right, I know what you're talking about. Like, I think okay, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it as diverse as possible for both Dota two and StarCraft. Hmm. It's just that I'm not sure how the how how we got nine Korean players in the end, but uh, you know, Flash was invited, <laughs> and so too is so too is partying. We have some white people, which is good. You know, Huck's going to be there. If there's any North American that can win this tournament, it would be him, right? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like, that's that's a part of the marketing scale for it. Like, how do I how do I put this? Okay. So, a part of this, I think, is going to be for the Taiwan market. But if we're going to see MSI really try and put out their name brand on something that's meant to get viewership, it's going to be this Dota 2 tournament. For sure. Okay. I think I think they were boosting or boast boosting, boasting about like a hundred and fifteen thousand dollar prize pool or something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Mhm. So I mean, the thing is, the only the how do I say this? One of the two games that they have here is mildly popular, at least compared to what it was two years ago, here in Taiwan, StarCraft. But um, I mean, that's where things—that's just where things are gonna go, for the time being. I think they. Thank you, Techno. I know I say like too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's All a right. hard word to stop saying, man. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is. Okay. So before I go, before I go on monologue, before I go on rambling about monologues, like, how about we cut up the questions one by one and throw them at me? Because, like, um, I don't know. I mean, you've, you've broken enough. down a lot about kind of our thoughts on on, yeah. on yeah. the event, um, mm-hmm. and talking a little bit about what they're pretty expecting to do with it and the player base and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there was anything else that you felt that people need to know about the event going into it. Um. Well, I feel like okay. This this is something that I thought should kind of happen ever since GSTL fell apart hmm. uh, I was just thinking that okay well Taiwan everything is cheaper labor's cheaper Ta- you know TESL has a production crew that can get 
stuff done. If you guys saw Taiwan Open 2014, yeah, maybe it wasn't quite up to par with, say, DreamHack, mm-hmm. but, or even IEM, but I do want to say that it looked pretty damn good, and they they don't have, you know, an observer like BC or Stardale Legends or anything like that. Yeah, current, current. Like, what we do is actually... <laughs> what? Sorry, was that a joke? No, Curran's <laughs> the best observer in North America. No, okay. no joke. <laughs> they have, they have, they actually have a three observer team. So like, what they do is they have two people observing different areas of the map, and then they've got the guy who's operating the switchboard between the two. I guess you could say in-game cameras, and then mm-hmm. they switch when they find something interesting. So that's what happens in that regards. But I mean, like, the thing is, I've always wanted to see something that could replace. GSTL, and I think like what comes from Taiwan Esports League could potentially do that. If the yeah. only problem is, of course, money, the bank, that kind of thing. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, right. Cool. So, does anyone else have any other thoughts in regards to the MSI beat stuff? No, I. You answered pretty much all my questions. Yeah. Pretty, your... pretty good rundown. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys think is gonna? Who do you guys think is gonna take first prize? Solar. Solar. Yeah. Um, thinking. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna try and be a little bit racially diverse here and say it's either gonna be Solar, Harding, or Flash. <laughs> okay, that's solid. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> solid. I mean, yeah. One last thing. Don't forget the breaker curse because I remember I was telling everyone in Taiwan before Taiwan Open happened. That we all know a Korean player is gonna win this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it happening, man. There were a lot of great moments. There were a lot of great moments there. Like, um, oh man, I I really want to talk about it, but I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna steal your show. No, well, I'm sure we'll be able to have you on. You could talk more about the Taiwanese scene, especially right before um, things kick off with 2015, since it's gonna oh, be yeah. seeing a lot more of the uh, Taiwanese scene in, in WCS America next year. I'm sure. Yeah, Taiwan Open was my first offline event. It won't be my last, of course. And uh, it was so perfect that at the end of it, I cried. That's all I could say. I I wasn't expecting Sen to win this. Even he wasn't, but it happened. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, I'll catch you guys later. Any closing thoughts? No, I mean, if you guys can, check it out. I know there's going to be WCS stuff happening, but, you know, if not able to watch it live, check out the VODs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For real, for real. Watch some games, but Breaker, thanks for coming on and talking about uh, MSI beat stuff. We appreciate it, bud. Keep doing what Great. you're doing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta get some water and some coffee and take a shower. Jeez, I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> All right, have a good one. <laughs> take care. See you, dude. See ya. All right, guys. So we do have uh, a little bit more stuff to talk about. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> And then, more? Yeah, well, the the main reason that you're on the show really is is the oh last. Oh God! The last I have to talk thing. now. You have to talk. Are, are you ready <laughs> yeah. to talk? Because that's really what's what's about to happen. Is no, it's Breakout Invitational. The whole reason why we were really having Ravi on is to talk about <laughs> season three. Um, and you know, don't they have to talk for two hours. You know, I know, I know you could <laughs> if we just let you go. You could probably talk for, for hours and hours about it, but. Uh, a lot of stuff changed from this season compared to the last couple of seasons. How do you think this season went overall in comparison to the previous seasons? Just like a general... Oh, man. Okay. 
So I'll talk a little bit about this. Yeah. But in the interest of making sure that Salil doesn't get grounded <laughs> for staying up too late, <laughs> how about you guys ask me questions about like specific things you guys want to hear about? And I'll talk about those so that you guys don't actually just hear me ramble for like three hours or like four hours. Because this will actually just become like SC2 up and coming followed by Nanman streaming Fear Dragon's blog <laughs> on Breaking Out. Ah, uh, I like uh, Techno. This question right away. I want to talk about season four. Oh, God. Do, do, we, um, do we get any... I, uh, so what I want to ask about in particular is what stuff did you like from season three that you're going to continue into season four? So a really obvious answer is commentators. Like, mm -hmm. I got really freaking lucky with the commentators this season. Um, I got In Control on. I got Day 9 on. I got Zombie Grub on. I got to cast with Tempo still. So Tempo is actually the only one that's actually commentated every single season. So mm -hmm. that went really well. And of course... Uh, I gotta give a huge shout out to Bay Street TV because in a lot of ways I think they really made the viewership what it was like the growth that we saw this season from like I think season one it was really really weird it was like day one average or like t peaked out at like 700 viewers and then day two was like 500 and day three was like 300 because of like overlapping events and so all there was like WCS or something yeah there. and then like the second season it was like steady 500 to 600 each like uh, each day but then season three like it was first day averaging like around 800 second day averaging around and like averaging night like i was talking about like peak concurrent before for the previous seasons second uh second day it was like averaging around 1100 ish or like 1200 and then third day it was averaging around like 2200 so it was like Really awesome viewership, but I have to give a huge shout out to Base Trade on that. So, like, hosting, insanely helpful. It actually just it timed out really well, and I got really lucky with the timing. Of uh, Base Trade was doing their tournament, and pretty much they would, they would be doing their tournament. They would finish up, and then they would host uh, invitation, the breakout invitational, mm. and we would get like a huge dump of viewers. So, it's it's sort of weird. I'm like still looking at the statistics for that because Twitch recently release some new like features on viewing statistics for based on like how many viewers were your viewers how many viewers were hosted by mm. such and such like mm -hmm. oh yeah big shout out to nathaniel because nathaniel was like actually a yeah. lot of the viewership for day one oh my god huge shout out to nathaniel he was doing laundry during the invitational and he was just like hey i'm watching the invitational like while i do laundry if anyone wants to tune in <laughs> um but yeah besides that i think uh, I really did like the show format a lot more this season. Mm -hmm. um, it requires a lot more work on my part, but I think it comes out much better. It's it's a hell of a lot harder to do, and I also like doubled it up, so it was all done in one month, which made it absolute just like hell for me in a lot of ways. And also for Cybert, who I, I think may uh, may actually be out there watching this right now, so big thank you and shout out to Cybert because I was very demanding of him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with a lot of the uh, ways that things kind of went. So, so good, good start. Good start. Um, Dalk, do you have any questions or Kern? Whoever's got their question first, I'll let you guys, uh, jump in. So, so it's not just me. Um, so how did you like feel going with the Kern? He did kind of get wrecked by Comcast for the oh, first, man. like, 
couple days. So it's ha- like it was just that week too, like a week <laughs> yeah. and a half there. Like, ugh. It's, so it's been fine now this past week. Yeah, Corinne and I can. Corinne already knows. Like we had actually talked about, like we planned about for that situation beforehand. That's why I had like stuff set up. I wasn't like. I obviously cannot do the same, like, amazing production things that Kern can do, but I had stuff set up as, like, a backup in case things kind of went down, and for me, it was sort of just, like, I, I wish that Kern could have kept doing it, um, but it's pretty much for me, if it happens, like, once during the tournament, there's a chance that it could happen again, so I just wanted to take over at that point. I, I think the last day, it was, like, 45 seconds away from just being perfect. Right. And it would have been like at the very end of the last game, your internet, your internet cut out forty-five seconds before the end of the very final That's game. So we finals. technically finished that uh, game before my internet yeah. died. But we did a delay. Well, that's actually not going to be a problem anymore because now I'm partnering on Twitch and you don't have to put yes. on the delay. But anyways, uh, um, yeah, I think beautiful. that that was a little bit hellish. But honestly, I, in some ways, I think it actually kind of worked out because. Even though it wasn't like super high production quality, I think that people and viewers were a little bit more lenient about judging the stream because I was basically just got I got to use the excuse of, "Hey guys, sorry, there's like it's been a hellish day." And that's like I think it's really weird, but I almost kind of, it does make me wonder like would people have been more critical if that didn't happen? Would I probably have, like, you know, people getting me more flack for, like, you know, commentating while if they didn't know, that, if, like, I wasn't observing also at the same time? Like, all these other kind of things. Like, it makes it makes me kind of wonder, but it I think it went okay. I think it went okay, all things considered. <laughs> there you go, Dalk. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good stuff. Kern, do you have any uh, questions? Um... I can't really think of one right now, I guess. I want to say, yeah, thank you and so incredibly sorry for the ISP issues I had. That's fine. Those, those I days. Still love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Much love right back. Yeah. But I guess, uh, as an easy kind of fluff question, uh, what was it like to get to work with one of your heroes uh, day nine? Okay, yeah. well. Sean, you were there for pretty much the entire final days. You can testify, like, there's there's a lot of shit. By the way, shout out to Base Street TV because they're in the chat right now. But there's a lot of shit that gets flung around, around, like, big-name people and, like, personalities. Like, especially, I think, Day9 is, probably gets a lot of, like, people always say, like, oh, well, nobody can hate Day9. But Day9 gets so much shit for, like, oh, my God, he's such a fake person. Like, okay. There is no way in hell, like, he is at Like, I am just convinced people are so full of shit when they say, like, oh, my God, Dana is such a fake person. Because, like, no, he's the, things, nice. the things that he'll yeah. say, like, I I don't even want to, like, go too far into detail because it was, like, it was a conversation that happened, like, off stream. But, Curran, you were there for it. We were basically talking, like, I think there was, like, a conversation going on about, like, a certain person in the StarCraft scene that a lot of people kind of, like, oh, hate yeah. him a lot. Yeah, no, and I know exactly what you're talking about. It was so interesting because like somebody 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 was asking uh Day Nine about him. And I was like, Oh, what are your thoughts about this person? And he was just like, I don't have any thoughts about them. Because if I don't like somebody, then I just I just don't care about them. I don't like try and put them down. And it's like he's act like all the kinds of things that you just imagine, like he actually like uh he would do or the kind of sense that you get from like the daily and everything, he's actually just like that. 
in private quarters. I even got to like do like a a precast like prep uh, with him, and he was like amazing about that. Like I'm not I'm not paying him at all or anything. He's like he just asked me, hey, would you have some time to like talk about you know how everything will go, and we can like talk about like casting etc. before the actual event. I'm like yes, actually, if you if you're willing to put in time for that, like of course. So I I am just like I was enamored by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Day Nine is really like the one of the nicest people yeah. you can ever meet. Not just also, in sports, yeah, oh God, just yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's like oh, just talking about his personality and stuff. I and I will also say this for like in control as well, but like I have so much respect for just the how much better they are than me, <laughs> like. It's, it sounds really weird to say, like, I know that I'm not actually that good of a commentator. Like, I'm very much aware of that. And it's always really funny, because I also hear about... And this is not even to, like, say that, again, I'm not saying I'm a good commentator. I'm not even saying, like, I'm an amazing... Like, by any means, a good commentator. But I still think that I'm, like, above some people who are, like, just starting to commentate. Right? Like, I think <laughs> I'm going to... way I'm too gonna, little credit. You're I'm going to safely say that. <laughs> a little bit better than these newbies. <laughs> <laughs> but I always hear like people saying like, "Oh my God!" Like these, co like the commentators are doing all the stuff that like, you know, anybody could do. And I just sit there and I'm like, I've had the chance to commentate with like a decent number of people and stuff, but like the professionalism that just is so hard to see from like professionals like in control and day nine. It's it's like I was never really fully aware of it until I commentate with them. I have, like, a general idea of, like, you know, they're really good at what they do, but it's it's only, it's like this. You know how, like, there's a lot of people who say, like, Destiny is a really big advocate of this, of if you basically gave a bunch of, like, high masters or, like, low, or maybe even just, like, NAGMs mm -hmm. a bunch of barcode accounts and mix them up with replays of, like, top Korean GMs and just tried to tell like a bunch of like silver league or like gold league and platinum league players like hey which one is like the korean gm and which one's the north american gm they wouldn't be able to tell the difference right that's kind of how i felt but then you can you could the only way that you can tell the difference even if you're like platinum or gold is if you put them side by side and i feel like that was that moment for me i was like the i was like the like low na like masters like high diamond g like uh, North American player, and then they're like these Korean GMs, like, and when you put them side by side, I saw, like, the huge clash, and, like, I started to notice all the really amazing things that they were doing, like, how often they would actually just be, like, saving my ass during the commentary and stuff, so, like, mm -hmm. I I have, like, untold amounts of uh, more respect for both of them, and I didn't think that was already possible. I already had a ton of respect <laughs> for them. No, it's, I mean, it is like a, a basically a ranking system with casters too just like it is for starcraft players with gm gold platinum kind of thing and so it is interesting to see that sort of interaction there so awesome stuff that you were able to have such awesome commentators help you out for the event hopefully that happens with season four there um i actually wanted to ask you about the the players that were able to play in in season four oh I, or sorry season three because uh, i feel like the seasons have definitely been getting better skill wise um but what are your thoughts don't tell that to hendrilis uh i'm you know i'm just saying with with more people are aware of it now 
that more people oh, are, are yeah, signing yeah. up for it, more people are, are working harder about it, that it just it seems like the it's getting bigger and bigger and better with with the players and stuff like that. But what did you think about yeah. the the players that we had for season three? Man, it's for me. It's like I can't really pick and say like, oh, I like the players from season three better than like season two. Really, mm-hmm. to me, it's almost like I feel like the overprotective mother, and they're all like my kids. And you're asking like, pick saying, a favorite, like, though. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and people people would always ask me. I think actually the one of the previous times like you guys had me on before an invitational, like the second season, and you guys asked me like pick who I thought was gonna win. And I was just like. You're asking me to pick my favorite child. I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm just actually not going to. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about it. But I, I was really, I, I have no regret, no regrets about uh, anybody that's ever been on the show. Like everyone has been fantastic. Even like some of the ones that are maybe a little bit more controversial, like Naya, aka Believe. Um, I'm actually really happy to have had him on. Um, ev- like every single person has been really amazing. I think some people I. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed with them. I'm more just kind of like a little bit sad that they don't seem to be performing well on the day of the Invitational, like whether it be nerves or whatever. But I will say that, like, Intense, for example, dear Lord, he earned that victory. Oh my God, he seriously earned that victory. He went through, like, what I think a lot of people would have considered, like, the strongest Protoss was probably going to be considered uh, Bale's. Kaifire is, like, good, but I think that Bales is probably just name recognition-wise considered the stronger Protoss. And Intense had to do, like, a hard-fought series he had, like, in the group stages where he had already lost to him initially. And then he had to, like, go up against him again in, like, the rubber match. And it was, like, a really close series. And Bales, like, won the first game. And then uh, Intense was able to, like, make it, a, like, a comeback at the very end of, like, a five-hour day. Oh, my God. He seriously <clears throat> had to play his heart out for that. And then, again, like... He also had to play like pretty gosh darn well against Midday, and he basically had so he basically had to play against like three really good players for each one of the three different races, like Midday, uh, Bales, and Kelazor. Like mm. he seriously earned that victory. Good, good stuff there. Definitely. Um, but just real quick, continuing along with the players, I know in season two you added in the show matches. Um, how did you feel that went for this season? I, okay, so here's, like, the reality of it. After, so at season two, I was like, okay, I don't know how these will go, but Mm. I'm kind of in charge of this thing, so I can just go do it, right? I can just, like, decide to go do it. So I did, and season two, every single player lost every single show match. The only person that took a game off of a player was actually, uh, oh my god. Uh, Team Gravity's Kratos yes. facing off against QXC, and it was on the game that QXC was on, like, I think it was not Overgrowth, Habitation Station, it was on Habitation Station, and yep. he lifted off to the gold, so it was already, like, a wonky game, and he <laughs> won that game. That was the only game that was won, so I was like, maybe I shouldn't do these show matches. But then I, like, talked to every single one of the players, and they were like, oh, yeah, I thought the show matches were a really good thing. I'm like, but none of you won! <laughs> it was, like, the weirdest thing, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll... If people enjoyed it and, like, they like it, like, I'll do it again for Season 3. So I did again. And thank God, Jon Snow actually managed to come out victorious over Hendulus. So congrats to Jon Snow on that one. Um, But, yeah, I'm, like, I'm still a little bit, like, kind of weirded out by how those show matches go. I think that it's, it's hard because, on one hand... Players don't really like want to show off too many of their builds, so they're and they they're also like not preparing for the show matches. Yeah. 
So it's like kind of just impromptu thing. It's there's not a, as much on the line, but this season I will say like, if for nothing else, I got to basically play matchmaking with all the players for like the matches that they didn't get to play. Like Hellazoric, we got to see his TVP. We wouldn't have seen his TVP versus Puck, which is honestly actually probably one of my favorite series from the entire tournament. Like that. The mm-hmm. game on King Sejong Station was like the coolest game of TVP I've seen in a really long time. Um, I highly actually recommend anyone go check those out in the VODs that I still haven't uploaded to YouTube yet. But, uh, <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm happy that the show matches happen. I'm still a little bit perplexed on, like, why people see, keep saying, like, keep doing the show matches. Like, the players specifically, but... <laughs> I don't know, so I say- Season two alone, just because we got to see the hero spore crawler. I forget in what oh match it was. Oh my god! Uh, totally worth it to do them. Yeah. <laughs> spore crawler moving around the map with like four kills. Come that on. was that was so silly. It was like <laughs> spore crawler just like burrowing around the map, and killing overlords, moving to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think though that like they want to have the show matches because if. Like you only get better by playing better people, right? Yeah. So yeah. if if you do get those experiences where you get to play much better people, and then it also helps get your name out, like more people know who you are, then you have more chances to play better people, and then you get better, right? Mm-hmm. So that that might be one of the reasons they've been wanting to keep them. Plus, and I know you've been real nice about being like, "What matchup do you want to do for the show match?" I know you don't want to yeah. show them that you're about to play. So the main thing that actually ends up factoring in for because I don't really like publicize like what they wanted or like how they communicated it, um, but usually players are just like I don't want to play the same matchup that I'm going to play in the semifinals yeah. because it's like it makes sense right because they don't want to like reveal the builds. But even then, it ended up being like I think uh, intense ended up playing a TBT yeah. uh, versus well, QXC, and then he played a TBT versus Kelzer. Luckily, it didn't factor in, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You were saying, Dulk? Oh, no, I was just going to say that it was because uh, he only played the TVT in the finals, so that might have been why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to make one more comment with the show matches in particular. I think it's going to be much more relevant, too, for for next year, uh, especially with a lot of the people that you face in the show matches are, like, those Premier League players that we have in WCS NA. I hope, I hope so. Well, God. I mean, like, you look, you see Hendelis... These no, I'm I'm like there. crossing my fingers for QXC because I like I am not gonna lie I love I'm so happy like Intense did well and everything with the tournament, but I was kind of just like, you know I invited like I asked QXC to be part of these show matches, but he was saying like how he wants to make sure he's improving. And I'm like oh god what will he think if he like loses to Intense here because he's like the more well he's like supposed to win. Yeah. I'm actually like really thankful to like the players that play in these. Like Puck, uh, Puck in previous seasons, like Masa yep. and QXE and uh, Hendels and everything, because like they have a lot more to lose than like the players playing in this. Because like it's kind of like I think what Dalk was saying. It's like they just get the opportunity to play. And it's like, hey, awesome! I get to play against pros. Hey, if if I don't win, that's like it's not the end of the world for them. It's kind of like, oh wow, I just kind of like lost to this like up and comer, and I'm like this established NA pro. That kind of sucks. Like. I really sorry. This is like a total tangent. I just really want QXE to like do well and not retire really badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what. Next anyway, sorry. Time. Yeah, sorry. You were saying something much more important than that. <laughs> not really. 
Not me. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's, it, it really is, like, all the players that we're seeing in the breaking out stuff are a lot of, like, the Challenge League players, is the way I picture them. And being able to play yeah. against these sort of Premier League players in those show matches, I think is really, really exciting, and it helps to kind of build extra story for, at least for just the players in general, too. Like, going into them, like, oh, they played in this show match in breaking out. Look, now they're yeah. facing for a spot into Premier League kind of thing, and, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts on that, but... Um, Curran, yeah. Dalt, did you guys have any other questions or anything else that you wanted to shoot at uh, Ravi? Since we've been going for about two hours now. Mm. Alright, well, I, I know I already talked about this with you in private, but uh, going from Season 3 to Season 4, how much time are you going to give uh, before y you know the season actually starts? So, as I told you in private, the way that I actually do Seasons of Breaking Out is actually, like, I say I do it approximately two times a year because mm -hmm. it's very much an approximation. Mm -hmm. In reality, this is kind of my, like, mindset. Oh, God, I'm so burnt out from that last season. I finally have a little bit of breathing room. I'll mm -hmm. worry about the next season when I have some breathing room. And I anticipate it's going to be somewhere, like, I might announce something around, like, February or something of next year. But it's pretty much just, like, when I feel like I am going to be capable of doing it again, I will do it because the it's like it's like the season leading up to the Invitational and like about half a, it's about a month it's about a month and a half mm -hmm. of me quite literally doing almost nothing but breaking out like I'll go to work and I'll come home and I'll work on breaking out and I'll work on editing and then I'll go to bed and then it's like that rinse repeat um, and then occasionally. Rifkin coaxes me doing into, into doing Copa America, and then I fall behind on work, and and <laughs> I get really I get like really down on myself because I'm like, why did I listen to them? Um, but uh, yeah, like it's it's pretty much just a matter of as soon as I feel like I can, I will, and I'm anticipating it'll probably be around February, like after I've had some time to breathe and like BlizzCon's done, and I get to like plan stuff out during December and everything, get stuff together. Uh, Curran, any other thoughts or questions you wanted to shoot towards Robbie? I, I can't think of any questions. Okay. I mean, I think most of people's questions are, yeah, related to, yeah, of course, season four. Um, and, uh, I don't know, I, th I think we did a good job of kind of covering what was...